0: Welcome to episode 14 of season 6 of The Foyn Jones Show. This series, we are inspiring our stars of the future, and we've got a guest who's followed his dreams, he's supported his family, and he's started something very special. Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to enjoy meeting Daniel Humphrey from Somerton Whiskey Club. Here we go. Welcome to episode 14 of season 6 of The Foyne Jones Show. And amazingly, just as we're going on air, we're admiring your musical talents, Mr. Hula. You know, <laughs> Thank you, James, It's for the Foyne J- Foy Jones Stroke Charlie Hula Show, fast becoming. <laughs> but Charlie's gigging, Charlie's touring, Charlie's making the music happen. But in the studio today, we've got a guest who's kind of... Job, if you call it a job, but I call it a a call in, I call it something bigger than that. His purpose is to keep over a thousand people happy every other month. That's not a bad gig you got there, sir. It's. uh... It's a good bit of a uh, rewarding lifestyle, I'm not gonna and, lie. and today's guest, Daniel Humphrey, welcome to The Foy and Jones Show, welcome to my podcast. I love bringing guests in who are from a completely different world to what we exist in, but you have got a business, you have got a passion, you've got an interest, which I think is going to connect with so many of our listeners. It's certainly going to connect with everyone who's been in this studio. So before we kick on to the show, I just want to say thanks to our sponsors, Marcel from Emma HK Holding UK. You are the difference. You had a major, major event last week. It went fantastically well for you. Love seeing the photos. Thanks for your continued support of the show. And of course, thanks to all our listeners. Let's move on to you, Mr. Humphrey. So, Daniel, welcome to the show. Let's just bring to life who you are how we know each other, and and what what you do and what your business is. And I want you to introduce it, mate. So over to you, mate.
1: um, Well, easiest way is where it started. Go on, sir. About seven, eight years ago, I had this idea of a Christmas present for my dad. He's paraplegic, which limits the amount of presents you can get him. And I've already bought him every single bottle of whiskey, rum, port, everything from the local bottle shops, supermarkets. I've done Christmas where you go around M&S and buy every single chutney cheese and everything nice. Whiskey marmalade? Whis- oh, yeah. definitely whiskey <laughs> marmalade. And the j- strawberry jam as well. Uh, and I was like, oh, I've got this idea. There's got to be someone out there that, will, that runs a subscription for like whiskies and rums, that delivers it to him every month or two, and they'll go and find the really good stuff. I've seen it in Gin, Craft Gin Club. There's got to be one for uh, Aged Spirits. There's not. Ah. Uh-uh. But it's just a really good idea. And I haven't got a better one for Dad. All right, I'll do it. And that is how the Summerton Whiskey Club came about. It was a Christmas present that no one else could fulfill. So I created a whisky club. And now every two months, I send out a bottle of whisky to. A lot of people around the UK, some in Europe still just, uh, but I've got, fig- I've got to change how we do that so we can get them back. Uh, and it's just about helping people on their whiskey journey. You know, there's so many bottles almost l- l- launched every day, it seems like. And What I do is I go and try and find something nice, something special... And get it to you at a fair price.
0: And with the modern world, how it is with social channels, with TV channels, with lifestyle channels, with food channels, health channels, wine experts, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. alcohol experts, cocktail makers. Everyone, everyone has an opinion, don't they? Everyone has an opinion. And and you think whiskey, you think gangster, you think gentleman, mm-hmm. you think you know that's 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 create something special. For me, um, one of my most enduring memories of my granddad, who played a huge part in my life, he was a Dad to me, um, is him and a glass of whiskey. You mm. know, and that's that, that's that's part of who he was. It was his end of the night, it was him out with his mates, it was it yeah. was from that era where that's what lads in London did. And mm. I think what we're seeing is people are coming back to the taste, the experience, and going that that going a little bit deeper. So I've got to know the Somerton Whiskey Club and yourself. Recently not not you know maybe over a year or so now, and I think what you offer is fantastic I genuinely think it is because as a family and that's that's all of us all four of us me the two boys and one we're excited when it arrives you know we we're excited what what are we getting it doesn't come every week, which I think is a good thing for everyone and and yeah. we have to Charlie, stop laughing we have to <laughs> please drink responsibly you know we, we've got to make sure we enjoy the experience but but that The Somerton Whiskey Club, the business itself, the brand, the concept, starting because it was something you wanted to offer your old man, that's special. And you've got a very special relationship with your dad, haven't you? You told me about, you know, what he did and what you did. And, you know, he was the coolest kid in town, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. Um, Growing up with a dad who was a national ski champion before I was, who could (laughs) ride a unicycle, who could skateboard and do tricks, was a bit difficult, but unfortunately in later life, when he was um, doing outdoor activities for some kids, he fell off a cliff and severed his spinal cord, which changed everything. Um, and so, yeah, I spent a lot of time with him, partly covering his carer, or just helping out. And you know, he's my mate mm. and I, I want to do nice things for him. But it's, it's that then you kind of bring onto everything else. The reason I played sport was because of dad. He ran a ski centre when I was a kid and he created a community and a feeling about just wanting to be there. And that's something I try, I've i tried to replicate in other walks of life, playing for other sports teams, being coaches and stuff. But that's what I've tried to bring into this. And also, Dad is the number one member. So it's whatever is good I for Dad. I love this part. You've got to, really. I love this part, Charlie.
0: Charlie. Daniel said to me downstairs, he said that the way he runs the club, it's a membership subscription-based model, which I'm a proud member of, by the way. Um, but his dad's number one. So, so every experience, every interaction, every delivery, every bottle that's chosen, every every everything to do with it is how he would treat his
1: dad. Yeah, because if I get it right for him, then I'm going to get it right for everyone else. Powerful. And because you, when you're giving out uh, the same bottle to that many people, you're not always going to get it right for everyone but if everyone sees that you're doing it for the right reasons and for me it's partly it's the journey I want to open up new experiences but I also believe in value for money I hate how everything costs so much more particularly in whiskey it's so mm. much higher inflation rate than we're seeing in other parts I don't think it's right so it's, it's doing all those things that you believe are morally correct and out the other side of it there's a business mm. and that's how it's always been it's do the right things and then hopefully the money will come after. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's that's you know. Would
0: you think a life changing recruitment business and a whiskey club have got anything in common? Well, you would if you see some of the people we hang around with. But, <laughs> but if you look if you look into into more detail with that, Daniel. I am so passionate about doing the right thing, treating people how you'd like you'd like to be treated yourself. You know, treat that job seeker how, you, how it be your little sister or your daughter mm. or your mum going for that interview. Because if you treat them the right way, there's a level of respect that hopefully gets reciprocated. If it doesn't, that's all right. You can deal yeah. with that because you're doing the right thing. And we say that to employers all the time. You know, if you're saying to you, Daniel, great interview. I'm going to come back to you by next Tuesday. Do it you know, come back on Monday if you want, you know, give yeah. yourself time. But don't say you're going to come back tomorrow and not come back. And and if you are going to let someone down, give them feedback, don't ghost them. So, so doing the right thing is essential to my business. It's probably essential to all of our listeners in, in every area of their trading activity. This series... Mate, it's about inspiring a young Daniel Humphrey, a young Mm -hmm. Peter Jones, a young Charlie Hula. It's inspiring our stars of the future. So let's go back to the beginning with Somerton Whiskey Club. Tell me how you went from a present for your old man at Christmas... To building the members, building the subscription model, and even coming up with a name, I'm fascinated by. I'm fascinated by all the little steps. So we'll we'll go through some of that if we can.
1: Well, the, if we have to go back a long, long way, yeah, let's do it. First business I ever started, I was 14, and I sold tools to our school woodwork department. Because of skiing, I had links to a really good quality tool manufacturer that was better than the school could get hold of and cheaper. So that was it. And I always liked that side of it. I, by about 25, I had my first proper business. I was smoking tomatoes like you'd smoke bacon. No one else in the world was doing it. And I got into MS cheese. And then I got into Waitrose bread and i like, oh, I've made it. And then I looked back at how much money I'd made. I was like 400 quid. Like, All right, I've not made it. All right, we'll go back to work and we'll carry on coming up with ideas. And, you know, I... I, one weekend I got bored, so I created – and I wanted my name on a product. So I created Dan's Chip Shop Sauces, and sent them off, found a manufacturer, got the artwork done, just sent it off to Iceland. That was just a bit of fun. But the actual Summerton one was, well, I'm going to do this one properly. I'm mm. going to go through it properly. One, because it's a present for dad. Two, I was probably third or fourth business idea in that I'd given a bit of time to, and I'd learnt from each – but I hadn't ever properly invested my time and effort they, into it. Because these, these have all been your side hustle, haven't they? They've yeah. all been something else you're doing. Yeah, I, I like coming up with ideas and I like challenging myself. So it was more of a hobby. Uh, and I learnt from all of that that, yeah, it's possible, but the one thing that was always missing was the proper effort and attention. You said it recently in one of the podcasts about how... Um, or 5% stood out from when you were looking to employ someone Mm. because they went and made the extra effort. And it's that little bit of extra effort that makes it all possible. Just bringing yourself up above the normal malaise almost. We're all lazy naturally. I read a book uh, last year which taught us that it's actually in our uh, DNA to be a little bit lazy because we've got to preserve energy. And that's great when you've got lions that might come and pounce on you. But in this modern world, everything's given to you, so you are a little bit lazy. If you can put that little bit of effort in, everything's possible. So I went and I started by going and talking to a few distilleries. I've got this idea. Do you think this will work? Most went, mm, yeah, maybe. Don't not been one before. Don't know if we need one. I was like, no, no, there is because I've got I've got these people, and I did it for dad and three or four mates. Straight away went, can, can you get an extra bottle for my mum? Grand, dad, uncle, whoever it is, cousin, brother, sister. Um, I was like, no, there is this idea. So you go through and you get a little bit of information and you try and work it out. And everything you, the most important thing I've ever learned from starting a business is what you think you know at the beginning, you realize after you didn't know at all, but you've got to start there. From that point, then you learn a little bit more. And then you try and use that, what you've learned, to do what you do better. So set up a business, went to the pub with a mate, and tried to come up with a bus- uh, with the brand name. That's everyone keeps saying, oh, that's "Somerton." What is that? A place? Is that a family name? Is that no? I wanted to be called Templeton Club, after a, a bar me and my mate used to drink in in Not- Nottingham, and <laughs> yeah, simple things. But there's a brand in America called Templeton Rye. They Didn't have a trademark in the UK, and I thought, but. You know, hang on, there might be an issue in the future. Well, I've got to come up with another name. And I spent six hours with a mate in the pub just shouting names at each other. And on the way home, he messaged me, Summerton. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that's the first one that works. It's happy. It's nice. The ton at the end makes it sound a little bit <laughs> official. And that is, that's how it came about. And, you know, it might not be the very, very, very best name we could have come and, up and with.
0: And the logo looks quintessentially British. It does. That's yeah. the...
1: is that intentional? It is, but it's not my intentional. Yeah. When we started, it was me doing everything. I got a mate to help out and just do an S and stuff <laughs> like that. And it was like arch, art, uh, you know, uh, paint on uh, on the computer. And then my first employee I brought in after a year was just to make us look good. He's a graphic designer, and he just first thing he went, "Can I can I redo your branding?" So like, oh, yeah, I, you have to understand very quickly when you run a business what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses, and the people you bring in shouldn't be. A uh, replica of you because you're not bringing in other skills. You're just bringing in someone that will go, yeah, and you'll have a nice drink with. He just Love went, that. yeah. It's the most important thing. But, but you
0: know, you're, but you're say, you're saying that we we hear that, Charlie, don't we? So many different, so many of our guests. Of surround yourself with people. You know, challenge yourself. You're, mm. you're the some average of people around you. We, we we get that all the time. And and what. What you did was identical to me when I launched four jones i I knew and this was back in two thousand and three when I had my Eureka moment, I knew I could do five things. Pretty well, maybe well above average, you know, so I weren't bad. But I knew there was five things that I probably could do but hated it, yeah. really found it like hard work, didn't enjoy it at all, and it'd be demotivating. So what did I do? I found a business partner to compliment me, and, and away we went. And actually, if you get a decent graphic designer coming in saying let me go to
1: work on your brand worst thing you can do is try and direct them. You let them go, don't you? Oh, massively. Like, there's a amount of times he's sent me something back that's got nothing to do with what I've asked him for, yeah. and I'll give him a little bit of an argument. In reality, I know I'm going for Charlie's it. Charlie's like an that when well, he does my editing. I <laughs> yeah. give him all
0: these ideas. He goes, Yeah, yeah, we definitely do that. We definitely do that. He comes back. I'm right. That's brilliant, Charlie. You know, that, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, uh, and I think that's the trust, yeah, isn't you, it? You've that's got the
1: trust. to. It's one of the things I've learned from when I was younger. I was all, I had to manage everything. And I still do to a bit, but I also go, Right, I'm managing this by passing this responsibility on to you and Mm. our second employee came in and he he doesn't get paid a fair amount he's come from another part of the whiskey world he's a mate but he was treated so poorly by his last employer and he just rang me up when he finally quit had been on the cards for a year and he was he was in a state and said you want to do something where you're respected i can't pay you proper money but i will listen to your opinion You'll, ha- you'll be able to do what you want on a number of areas and I'll completely trust you on it. I'll even let you test stuff that I don't agree with. Like last year I gave him three grand to put onto a certain form of advertising, knowing, because we'd done it before, it won't work, but I believe it's important for him to learn and understand and also maybe I'd done it wrong, maybe a different set of eyes. Mm. And so you, it was just about finding the right reasons. I can't remember why we started with this now. We're basically talking about the journey. Yeah, you know, and everything's a, about the journey, mate. Yeah, and it's it's just about tr- like like the very beginning. Do stuff properly. Understanding your your weaknesses and and respecting and people.
0: trusting trusting the team around you as well. And yeah. that's and I think this is powerful because if you're looking at the people now that are. And I call it on the hamster wheel. It's quite disrespectful, mm. right? But but they're working eight to five, dolly part and nine to five, whatever they're doing, you know. Mm. And they're, they're they're kind of not unhappy, but they're not happy, and they're thinking, oh, what if, what if? And and I always say to people about, you know, we we got one go at this, so dream big and and think about chasing those dreams and creating something. and and, and as someone who's done that. You've grown it to to what? Is it a thousand? Is it genuinely a thousand members? Um, yeah, um, well
1: over a thousand.
0: Well over a thousand yeah.
1: members. Not so. two thousand yet. Yeah. That's what no, I'm working well, on. That's could, the next step. Well,
0: listen, with this audience, we could be we can hopefully be pushing towards it. But 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 following your
1: dreams—that's that, obviously something, that's really important to you. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's do things that you enjoy. Like I've done jobs I hated, and you you get home and you demoralise. You, you're, you're waiting for the weekend. We've got, as you say, one life. Let's try and enjoy as much of it as possible. And I Mm. I learned early on, probably because of Dad's accident, what was important, and it was never money. It was experiences. It was doing things I enjoyed. And, yeah, it's a lot harder. I, you know, however many years at the beginning, I took no money out. And now the only money I take out still is if I'm going to see a distillery in another country. I'll I'll get the flights paid for. I won't pay for the rest of it because I'm going to go and have a week... You know, Mm. on on my for myself, but it's more important what I'm building and what I'm creating and doing the right way. Do you have like a queue of sidekicks wanting to come on them trips with you? Like, Like, you know. Yes, and it's kind of like, yeah. I, I think this is, been really it will be really
0: fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it, it is work, you know, it yeah. is work. But, but, but t- tell me, on the, on the mm-hmm. Somerton Whiskey Club journey, what, what do you think has been the, the biggest challenge? Was it a pandemic? Was it, was it, was it reacting to, you know, lockdown? Has, has there been other challenges? I mean, you mentioned something which is hitting all of us at the moment, cost of living, recession, you know. Do we stick, do we where, 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 where? What's been your challenges on the journey so far?
1: I suppose the biggest challenge, and it's the same in every job I've ever been in, is getting an audience. And then not just getting the audience, getting the audience to put their hard-earned money into your idea. And that's always been been there. It's been in every other company I've worked for. But, yeah, now that's, that's even more uh, important because... As you said in previous podcasts, the R word's coming back, mm. which that impacts you on one side of it. For me, it impacts me. There's less, you know, people have less money and we are a luxury. You know, £50 for a bottle of whiskey is a lot of money when you can go to a supermarket and spend £30. Now, there is a reason to pay £50, particularly as that bottle generally costs 60 and above. But it's still a lot of money. And that is going to carry on being our probably our biggest challenge for the next year or so. And the other one is, I want to do lots. Yeah. And there's only one of me, two other people, they're already at capacity. They don't like listening to my newest idea of, oh, it'd be great if we did this. And I have to... You have a few of those,
0: don't you? Yeah. you said you've you, you bound yourself from your own meetings, haven't you? Or, from, well, yeah. We've
1: had to change our, our weekly <laughs> meetings.
0: We've his meeting structure to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> we're now
1: not allowed to talk for longer than 20 minutes, all by one meeting a week. Where, or a month, sorry, where I'm allowed to say this is what we're doing in the future. (laughs) Because the team just going like, but we've got all this work in the next two weeks. Stop telling us what we're going to do in three months' but do time. You,
0: do you know what though, Daniel? <laughs> Me and Charlie can see it. Like the passion you have just for re, just for meeting your reception. The passion you have for for what you're doing in the story. It, it crosses all boundaries. And I think from a from an inspirational perspective, we're actually talking about you know a mental health situation. You're talking mm. about a physical health situation. You're talking about a family. Who have adjusted to, you know, you've had loss, you've had completely changing, life changing Mm -hmm. situations. And, all of those challenges our listeners will will have experienced in some way because everyone does. I shared some some of the details mm-hmm. of my family and and you know the impacts that had. I think I think the story's inspirational. I think Thank that you. your dad being member number one and the and the North Star, the guiding light mm-hmm. in terms of how we do things, is brilliant. I am, you know, I'm not number one, but I'm telling you what, I'm one of your biggest fans. Thank so you. what we're gonna make sure we do is on all of our clips. On everything we share about this episode, I want as many people to get in touch with you and just, just feel what your energy's about and feel the quality of what it's about. That's going to be our takeaway from the episode. Second half of the show, Daniel, right after the break, we're going to talk about what you do when you're not tasting whiskey because you've got, you've got a bit going on, mate. You've got a bit oh, going on, it. all right? So we're going to talk about the sport you play, Charlie, which you will not guess, Hula. <laughs> you will not guess what he plays at a very good level. You will not guess. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about advice you would give to our stars of the future. And we'll wrap the show up just by talking about genuinely the market, what you're looking to achieve in the future, and what we can expect from the Southern Whiskey Club. Enjoyed it so far? Loving it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you after the break.
1: It's not surfing. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... Are you ready? The digital revolution is no longer a spectator sport. It's game on. The magical art of storytelling is the future. Social, content, branding, podcasts, video marketing, and virtual 360 tours. This is Jones Digital.
0: Welcome back to episode 14 of the Foyne Jones Show. Today's guest in the studio, Daniel Humphrey. All I'm going to say is the Summerton Whiskey Club works for me, the story works for me, the products work for me, and the whiskey works for me. But please drink responsibly. Definitely. So... I mentioned before the break you're uh, you're an active guy you know a, ski, a skiing family an active family you're a national ski were you a national ski skier were you as a youngster yeah. national ski champion which may or may not give anyone a clue <laughs> but we're going to play a little game with Charlie Hula um, this man is taking part in some national championships soon for a sport um, I want you to guess the sport Charlie you got three goes so away so, you go all right so it's
1: related to skiing then am I warm am I cold Suppose in a very long roundabout way you can get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a long way. Yeah, there's, there's right. at least two steps in between. Yeah.
0: So what about? So my first guess would have
1: been ski jumping. I feel like you got a bit about you for that. I feel like you'd have a go. Have oh, you e- ever e- done that? Ed- 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 eddie, eddie the Eagle, Humphrey. I've yeah. landed on my head a few times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so so that's one. So block, that's made two. Nice to go. Um, what about?
1: And now you got me thinking about cool runnings. Is it bobsledding? No, I'd say it's nothing to do with winter sports. Right. Sort of nothing to do with it. There's, there's a winter sport cousin. There's a winter summer sport summer cousin. <laughs> Is of...
0: it? I
1: want to I mean, say... I we've only got limited time in the studio, Charlie. Is it wakeboarding?
0: Something on the scene? No, but that's... That's closer i mean I, i'm fascinated and I'm, I'm, <laughs> i want to see clips of the man at work but tell him what it is Dan. roller hockey. hockey
1: roller hockey yeah What so i i hockey on roller blades because there's not enough ice rinks around <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're taking part in the name the b the b, b level na- yeah, yeah i no longer take it to seriously like we're used to growing up it or well, after skiing it's he's a- played roller hockey all over the world mr hula Is that so? You've been to five European Championships, but club championships, my teammates were the reason we were there. I was a team (laughs) player, they were the stars, and I was quite happy to fill a role, and just, I was a defender, I mopped up, and I let them be. I know
0: this is ice hockey, but I'm going to bring it in, Daniel, right? Mighty Ducks never quit.
1: No. That's all I'm going to say, mate. That's yeah. true.
0: No, Mighty, I, I, Mighty Ducks don't quit, mate. That was...
1: Uh, I did play as well. I played at uni. And I played out in France ice hockey for a, for a season and that, that was really good fun. When well, my kids were growing up, they
0: used to love that film and when like, you know, things were going bad on the football pitch or they'd have a bad day at school, I'm like, remember the Mighty Ducks? Come on, we don't quit. We don't <laughs> quit.
1: Was, I've got a, a phrase that I learned from Dad from skiing from back, back, back in the day and it was no matter how hard anything is, you just put one foot in front of the other and you keep doing that you will always get there. You don't worry about the end bit, you just worry about that next step. That gets you everywhere in life. And that,
0: that's, um, that's something that I've become very familiar with with my son and his journey into the parachute regiment and mm. the, the training and, and what they go through, the discipline, the physical and mental challenges. And the, the one foot in front of the other mentality builds resilience absolutely mm. big time, absolutely big time. And I think that's what... That's what you need on the entrepreneurial journey, don't you? So, and you've been really honest. You know, you've had businesses, you've had entrepreneurial ideas that perhaps weren't as successful. Mm. You know, and you've bounced back and you've done stuff there. What do you think? Because I find there's a misconception. You know, it, it's not Dragons Den, it's not The Apprentice, it's not The Angel. You know, it's it, there, there's something in there. And we're in a studio where that's we're in an area plus where, where that's embraced where we're recording now. But what what advice would you give to the up and coming entrepreneurs, Mr. Humphrey? I would
1: say things are, it's a lot easier than you think to start your own business. But at the same time, it's also a lot harder in terms of it takes a lot longer. I used to say everything took twice as long as you think it will. It's probably more like four times as long. (laughs) But everything is possible. If you just put your time, attention and effort towards it. Like the first year, everyone told me Somerton wouldn't work. It's, you know, we don't need that in the industry. But I just kept at it. I knew that with longevity, and if I kept showing people what it was that I was about, they would come over time. And it took about 18 months, and then all of a sudden, it's people in the whiskey world just started talking to each other and going, have you heard of this? And it's just because you did it for a long period of time. If you're going to start something and after a month go, oh, I'm not sure, yeah, you're going to fail. If you're going, no, I'm going to give this a real good go, you've got a chance. Um, that's, the, that's the big thing. It's possible. Everything is possible. Like I, I hate doing the accounts. I always used to think, that's oh, impossible, I'm not going to know how to do it. I've just got to spend an afternoon, sit down, be calm, and I can get it all together, and I use an accountant. I admit, but it's possible. I did uh, I did some work the other day, I was writing our story for a Christmas advertising campaign. I put it off for two weeks, because like, oh, this is going to take me days. It took me half an hour. Hmm. And that, Everything you look at from the outside looks a lot more daunting than when you're actually in it. And you'll keep on getting surprised with how much easier it is and that I think is the main one. Just get up and yeah. do it. What's your take on that, Charlie? Because you, you've you've had challenges, haven't you? Sort of managing managing your,
0: your different activities, your time, your cash flow, the For sure. you know, the whole thing. So so yeah. uh, get your take on that. I would that's, say, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, I would say it's kind of just reassuring to hear because it makes me think. First of all, that you know, doing the right sort of things just got to keep on at it, and also this resonates a lot. I feel like you're speaking English. I feel <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of hearing what what's on my native language and like i know that as long as we keep on plowing away and keep on showing up and putting in the hours and focusing on those long-term goals
1: then hopefully we can see it come to fruition and your story is a really really great example of that so like i say it's just really Mm. it's reassuring And, and and i think from a from a
0: business owner's perspective we we all have challenges you know everyone who's been in the studio has challenges i i'm by nature enthusiastic i'm by nature proactive i I want to get shit done i'm Mm. I'm kind of up for it and sometimes i'm setting myself insurmountable tasks there's like far too many things on that list to be done in two weeks let alone two days and and actually breaking that down and for me it's looking at what's important you know what what's going to add the most value what what do i need to focus on and it's not it's, it's not it's normally not the things i enjoy Yes, you know, and and that's that that's the challenge of having that. So so I give myself different areas. So I love recording this show. I love spending time with Charlie. I love getting guests in, but you know I can't do this every hour every day. So Mm. it's so it's managing that and making it work so it supports everything else you do. I think from. from an entrepreneurial journey what you've achieved by growing members retaining members you do a lot of it with a business on you know you don't lock people in do you you let them turn mm. off and on there's, there's there's a real grown up relationship to it what's the full process behind that because a lot of people will be certainly I see it in some of the techie startups. you know it's like mm. we can lock you in for two years we'll lock you in for 12 months we'll lock you in for this we'll lock you in for that I'm like whoa hold
1: on you know yeah. let, let's have a little try try before we buy type thing it's what's morally Right. Mm. Everything we do is what I believe is morally correct. I, if I was a, a member, like if Dad is a member, if I'm going to lock him in, that's not right. Uh, I want you to have complete freedom. It's your money. You decide what you do with your money. Um, and that, for me, is the most important thing because then if, you, if I become... Because this is meant to be a community. This mm. isn't a business. and it, It's taken me years to get used to people calling it a business. It's just, it's just our club. It's our group of whiskey fans. You you use us, you involve us in your whiskey journey as little or as much as you want. You want to go away for two years and explore whiskey on your own. You want to have a break from whiskey. You have my complete support. I'll be here should you want to come back. You know, maybe we're now doing a few more events. We're doing online tastings and I'll have our festival back in St Albans next year. they just come for that if that's all you want to do with us. That is fine. There's no point in being precious. Mm. I... I Every I used to, you know, because I knew every single member at the beginning. The first hundred, I said to you earlier, I pretty much spoke to because it's a community. And so when one of them left, oh, it hurt. It hurts so much, and a lot of them have come back since. I'm still like that when someone doesn't
0: turn up for an interview. Like, yeah. and I, I still take it like a knife in the heart. I've got to let mm. it go after 20 yeah. years. I've got to accept that it happens. But, but I think it's, it, it, it's a testament to how much you care, isn't it? You, you're never going to let that go. I guess you, yeah. man, you manage it in a different way, but, but having that focus, and I love the fact about what's morally right, that, that's, that makes a real difference because there's an experience. And, and the word community tribe. It's often, it's overused now. I see mm. it used all the time. What, what does that really mean? And, and hearing your take on it, the philosophy and the journey you've been on, I think it's something to, to really be celebrated.
1: I do want to go back to one other thing you we, we said about uh, for, for starting on your own. Yeah, do that. You will fail. And that is fine. I fail regularly in the club and in other bits. I failed with, with other businesses' ideas in the past, a lot of them were my own fault, and I learned from. But failure isn't a bad thing. We live in a world where, because everything's recorded, everyone comments on it, we keep on thinking, if we do something wrong, it's the end of the world. It's not. We will get up and we will learn mm. from it. That is the most important thing. I still don't know what I want to do when I'm grown up. Mm. At the moment, it's whiskey, and it's really fun. And Before, I used to work for food companies and come up with food ideas. I loved it. Still can't tell you what I want to be when I grow up. And mm. that's not an issue. We're on a journey. If you keep on learning and enjoying life, then we're halfway that's, there. That's
0: one of the most important messages for me is to have fun. You know, it's a, it, it can be a boring, unforgiving, challenging world we all live in. So if we can take take moments and create moments, and, and I'm lucky in a way where... We, I, I deal with the pressures of it being my business but I'm also lucky in a way where yesterday afternoon I, I, I set myself a challenge to go out at like lunchtime, 12 o'clock I missed it then I missed one then I missed two and it was like, half oh, I And normally, uh, by that time, I'd just throw a strop and go, well, I'm not going to go for a run, I'm not going to do it. But, you know, at ten past four, I gave myself a lunch break and I said, that's me, I'm, I'm going. And I went for a run because I, 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 of the weather. I was lucky enough. I'm down on the coast, so I had a, had a dip in the sea. I won't call it a swim, really, but I went <laughs> out. And do you know what happened? I came back after that. My mind was clear, my head was clear. And two or three of the things that were just uh, what? yeah I will say stressing me because they were stressing me they didn't seem anywhere near as big an issue and mm. that's that's a headspace thing isn't it it's uh,
1: it's giving yourself time yeah that's another thing like I my favorite thing to do at the moment is to go for a walk mm. and it's it, what I do on the walk is I think you've got it exactly right charlie I like especially when we've got a problem that I'm trying to figure out how we're going to get around it I'll go for a walk for an hour and I'll just think it through or I think about something completely different but when I get back, my brain is just in a better place. So that's another thing for people. Like If it's getting on top of you, just go and take, you know, have a breath, uh, have, a, have a little bit of not necessarily exercise, but moving. Mm. Get the blood pumping and the brain just works better. And you realize when you're not right in the middle of it and you've taken a step back, it's not that bad. Mm. Come on, the things we've got going on in life that are difficult, that's bad. The stuff that we're doing on a daily basis, I remember when I was working for a food company, one of the biggest, we missed a delivery into Tesco and the uh, supply chain team, they were almost in tears. I like, don't worry, they've got two weeks backup of stock in the warehouse, let alone, you know, no one's going to notice. Have a breath, don't work late, we'll fix it tomorrow. And it's that, you know, mm. just take a step back and it'll all, not it won't just fall into place but it's a lot easier when you go, oh, not that bad, really, is it?
0: And, and I think I think one of our previous guests, I think it was Josh Joshua Josh Delane from the Woodworks. He was like, you know, look, we're okay. We can we can we can get over this. No one's you know, to, you know it, it, we can come over this. We'll get overcome. We'll overcome it. Things will go right. Things will go wrong. I say to my business, and I say it publicly, over the course of a week, month, quarter, year, I will make more mistakes than any anyone who works mm-hmm. for me. Without a doubt, I will make more mistakes. I will get more things wrong. I'll send more rubbish emails. I'll make more mistakes publicly on it or in private than anyone will. But I got taught at a very young age. You can say sorry, and actually, mm. it will be okay. the The danger that I see a lot of people starting their journeys in are that they're looking for the, you know, the, the plug and play solution. I can turn this on or turn mm. this off, and it's going to go really well, or it isn't going to go really well. Nothing in the world goes as you plan it to be. They teach you in the military, you know, no plan no plans survives first contact. Boom. That's the same in any, any walk of life. And a lot of what we spoke about, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, um, it not being as bad as it could be. Yesterday, 6th of June, was the 79th anniversary of D-Day.
1: Yeah.
0: It was the 79th anniversary of D-Day. And if you think about what that generation sacrificed, what that generation did on that day, mm. our troubles aren't that bad. If you look mm. at what's going on now in the Ukraine and you look at what that population is facing, my non-attendance of interviews, I can overcome that. Yeah. You know, we can overcome that and we can, we can deal with it. And I think the, the being brave, which is what you said earlier, not being afraid to foul Mm. I love that. And the moral compass, I love that. So if we were, Daniel, to mm. wrap up the show and we were going to just ask you for two or three words of advice to the aspiring entrepreneur, the, the person who wants to get their side hustle going, I think, I think we've covered one of them, you know, don't be mm. afraid to fail, what would your other two words of advice be?
1: Don't do it just to earn money. If you go in there just to earn money, you probably won't. If you go in there because you care, because you want to do something, because you want to create something and you have a passion, the money will come. It's the other way around and it will take time. It's, there is, like, we, we keep on hearing about TikTok, it's a new thing. Oh, if you get, you get one post viral, what does that mean in two weeks' time? You've got to build this up slowly. And over time, so things take time, and that is fine.
0: I mean, and that, that consistency and having patience, I, I link a lot of what I do to it. You know, I want to show up every other day, every day. I want to have posts out. Some will be popular, some will be rubbish, some will be OK. Me and Charlie have done major videography projects that have crashed and burned. We've done, we've done ones ad hoc on the back of a phone, you know, just, just as we're going on, they've gone mad. And vice versa, we've, we've had the other way. But for me, continually showing up and encouraging my business and brand to show up, if someone is in a job-seeking situation or someone is in a recruitment situation or talent attraction or headhunting, I want them to think of that fella and that brand mm-hmm. and that business. And yeah, we have got success stories to share. Of course we have. Every business has. And, th- and I think there's a person, personality and passions behind it. But those three words of advice, I love them because mm-hmm. they're, they're from the heart and, and mm-hmm. that's important. And you've got a business, and Whiskey Club, and I go back to this, it begun because you wanted to get your old man a present Mm. and it's become something very special what are you hoping to achieve what will you be achieving in the future
1: i'd like to grow it so we can help more people one of the things we're doing that's important to me is we are giving people access to top-notch whiskey for less whilst all the prices are going up we haven't put a price up in five years and I don't believe, particularly in the last two or three years, the quality of the whisky's gone down. Actually, I think this is our best year ever, that we've got what we've done already and what we've got coming up. So that, for me, morally, that's a big thing, keeping the spend in a controllable bit, but also carry on pushing people's boundaries, showing what's there. I love it when I support a Young Distillery that we've got a bottle coming, the next bottle. They produced 2,500 bottles last year. We're half of their output wow and so we're putting their, that, that and it's helping them
0: on the subject of surprises and bottles mm. unanimously from the Jones household the last one best so far
1: fantastic best so
0: far by miles By absolute miles. I've got to beat that now. Well, I mean, do you know what's great, though? What's great is, like, we have no idea what we're talking about, me and my eldest son, Harry, and he knows. We're we're not experts, we're not connoisseurs, we don't really know, but we'll sit there and have, like, uneducated Mm.
1: arguments about why we like that one and not that one and stuff. And and it's so much fun. I've got to say, because everyone goes on about experts and stuff and how they think I am, like, no. We all are an expert because there's only one question that is important in all of the, in everything you do, is do I like it? Great point. And, like, everyone, How do you taste? Like, like, there's one question at the end of it that makes me decide, well, actually, there's two. Do I like it? And if I can't figure it out, does dad like it? So dad is still actually the last taster when I can't figure something out. Oh, it will go to him and I'm like, Dad, would you like this? Yeah. And if he says yes, it's a club bottle. Daniel, honestly, the your story
0: your family story what what you've done to support your family what you're doing to support your dad what your dad achieved as a person and, and what he's doing now It is truly inspirational, and I knew you from a distance. We'd spoken once or twice, and, you know, I see your content. I love being a member of the club, but while I have a podcast, while me and Charlie are in the studio, while we've got the opportunity to put this this series or future series together, I want guests like you on because there is passion, there is personality, there's a humbleness, and there's a there, there's a, there's a, a DNA about you which just suggests you know you're going to make what you do fun, and you want to do the right thing. And honestly, from a Foreign Jones perspective, I wish you every every success. I. As a personal, uh, me as a person, me as a brand, my company, we will do whatever we can to support you on that journey, which isn't just sampling the products. <laughs> it will be to help promote you, you, give you a wider reach and give you access to as many of, much of my network as you want. So if anyone listening wants to know from my side why I rate this man and his club so highly... Drop me a message on LinkedIn. Talk to me. Get in touch with Foreign Jones because we'll support you however we can. Um, you've also done something which, which is really... Powerful for me. Um, we spoke about the D-Day anniversary being yesterday. My my son um, today is about to start on a 55-mile trek, full kit, with the parachute regiment. He's in the Falkland Islands. It's a commemorative commemorative trek. They're there on deployment, and we're raising. We're supporting a charity called Support Our Paras. It's a charity which looks after veterans families that have suffered bereavement, people that have suffered life-changing industries. It's solely to support the parachute regiment. So we're doing some fundraising, and you're going you're gonna to support that with some uh, raffle prizes for us, aren't yes,
1: you? Yes, I will. Obviously, you
0: know the theme of what's coming. Right, we know <laughs> the theme is what's coming, and I think it's going to the right audience as well. Yeah. I think it's going to the right audience. But But honestly, I think from anyone who's thinking about turning something they're passionate about into... A concept, a model, a way of life, a business you're an example Thank because you. you've you've tried, you've failed, you've gone again, and you're you've got something already punching well above its weight and potentially going to go on to be even better. So thank you so much for coming down today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. You enjoyed it.
1: I've loved it. And I'd like to say all the things you said nice about me in the last five minutes, I could flip back straight on you. The amount of positivity and energy and it shows that you care. That's the nicest thing. That's like when when we first started talking, when I saw what you do on LinkedIn to start off with, you, you care. And that stands you out straight away. And it's that. I don't know if everyone else sees it. I assume they do. I think it's great. So everything you've just said about me is completely the same about you. Thank you, mate. Legend. Charlie,
0: that brings us to a perfect natural end to the Foyne Jones show. That was episode 14. That was Daniel Humphrey. He is the Somerton Whiskey Cub. Him and his merry, merry team of two or three. They are making wonderful whiskey, whiskey dreams come true. Get on them. Be part of the show. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I said, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out next week's episode as we will keep inspiring our stars of the future.